0: Okay, as always, I'm going to start a little differently. (laughs) There are such things as uh, logos and time things, and signature songs, and this and that. Well, here's my song. I don't have a song. Walked in the brush for a little bit. Saw a couple, I picked up one rock small rock, you know, these are river-type rocks that somebody else put there, but scrub means high, high here, and it means high desert, but still desert, and, uh, I don't know, let's get into a special ed story. This is, a, I thought of a, a couple other stories, but they weren't long enough, something about like yelling at kids, and, and they small school district i've heard them and had to deal with parents and the students and actually well okay well that is a short story I, i've said it before but there were two seniors two years apart that i had in my class and i think one dropped out i don't remember their names but i remember their faces completely and they were for sure an english class of mine probably 10th grade 12th grade and uh... Um, they were those students who noticed things. Who would notice? If I got a haircut. The one time I tried that tanning thing that turns your face orange because I bought the cheap stuff instead of the, <laughs> instead of the expensive stuff. One of them noticed. You know, I was talking about that's an awareness. Now, you got to think of some of those other kids who, especially Junior high kids, but even high school kids, It even well, wasn't kind of me a little bit in, in high school, but two, where you just you're not going to remember anything. <laughs> you're not going to remember any. You might remember one image of one, two, my of me and one, that, a quick image, and that's it. But those two girls, nice girls, really nice. They did have learning problems, and but. In fact, slightly more, a little more behavioral problems, but not, not severe or anything. The wind's blowing it, so I'm putting the microphone a little closer to my face, which is fine. I'm enjoying my walk, and they would notice. Well, I'm making the story. Long. Okay, Mister, I can't remember his name, the history teacher, one of the football coaches, and the coaches of other things. You know, great coach, great guy. <laughs> he yelled at both these girls, two years apart, only because they slightly misbehaved, because they were redirected, and he said, and they said, a typical <laughs> privileged society, whatever," and then got yelled at, berated in the hallway for 15 minutes about each. And both times they came right to me. Uh, afterwards, and of course, I had to do my job uh, work with parents. And I think one had a her older sister was her guardian until she was 18. Uh, and uh, those weren't it <laughs> doesn't matter. Let me go get inside. I'm walking towards back towards the my brother's house. I'm in New Mexico. This is the Van Dyke Stories podcast, number 340. And I kind of thought of this story because I mentioned it to uh, my brother's uh, step or my brother's great wife Mary's daughter the other night. Just kind of casually, that because she said something about maybe falling asleep in class, I asked her about her school day and and I asked her just you know just honestly without criticizing. I go, well, did you get in trouble? And she says. No, and then I told a little story, just very br- briefer than what I've to- already told you. And then I said, just spontaneously, because we all know we like spontaneity. Um, well, I mean, it's all pretty nice. And... Uh, oh gosh, what am I thinking about? Oh, and then I kind of joked. Ah, ju- see, joking. Okay, let me just say what I said. The last, last thing I said to her last night was, "Gosh, I would have wished my my students would have fell asleep." But then I, you know, without sarcasm or anything, just in good in good humor, in good company, saying, "Uh, well, it's a true story. <laughs> That's why you got to think sometimes." Oh, I said, well, no. I, I wish the kids in my class would fall asleep. And uh, and then I said, of course, uh, you know, they would never get away with that in my class. Okay, I'm walking to that neighborhood. I might get a, get some. Well, I'm going to go inside. <laughs> the wind and uh, I had a good walk. Oh, once again, Adam Corolla. This is what the garage door opener, sounds like, if I can get it going, but I'm going to try, I've been, I haven't, I have not been avoiding telling, uh, oh, Jesus Christ, (laughs) no, see, that was, that was a joke, no, it wasn't, it was spontaneous. I was telling my brother, this is my, I don't know what the legal definition, there's no legal definition, what the real definition of a joke versus, uh, spontaneity or just a regular human conversation. Oh, come no. no. Just scratch your opener, this is their door. Um... Well, it, 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 I mean, I could I could spontaneously talk about something in the past or tell a story, obviously. But, I mean, to me, just kind of, if I say it's a joke, it's something that I've thought of before, thinking that the other person might laugh. I mean, and I do that once in a while, not too often, but I do it. But I'm well, a little bit echo because of my brother's garage, admiring his motorcycles, and I rode his dirt bike. Out in the scrub twice. <laughs> well, I was feeling better last week or week four, and it's fun. I was never—I was never scared. I mean, I'm more scared about if I feel nauseous if I'm going to puke than anything else. And I'm not afraid about embarrassing myself because I've done it in front of other people before. I just hate being sick. Okay, well I was thinking maybe I deserved if anybody's ever listened to these things before. And I, man, I'm gonna get out of the echo on the back porch. Just. To me, the echo is not always the best recording on this little microphone. right out, big deal. Again, I always said, nice house, very nice. Not a little hot in here. But I got. I made sure everything else was locked up, so I'm gonna lock it, and that's what it sounds like. Oh my God! So look at that. I don't do that. I don't do that all the time. Oh, I mean, my brother took took me to that to a uh, kind of a Mexican fast food place or a local chain. Not bad place. I mean, it's not a super cheap place or a bad place at all. Really good. Kind of uh, (coughs) there's a name for it. It was kind of a. It was a breakfast burrito and kind of a uh, enchilada sauce, spicy and pretty good. But I could not eat it all at first, and then they just put it in a box, and I ate it through the rest of the day, and it was great food. And but there's something, I don't know, I might, I, I know, if I say, if I, I don't brag, do I, that I have a certain expertise with students and with severe behavioral problems, I've also recognized that I've got an expertise in, um, well, this is my own personal opinion. Everybody can disagree with me. But, well, no, I don't have an expertise of doing it, but I, maybe I have a certain expertise of observing it and and now, and now <laughs> making an analysis of behavior in in any interpersonal relationship or as alcoholics who lie. And I'm a liar. <laughs> I But I'm at step one of i a. a, I'm not a, a Christian, I'm not, I don't believe in a higher power, except that, you know, they say also the, you know, more than half say they, they have the higher power of possibly someday believing in themselves much stronger than they do now. So that's my definition of a higher power. But number step one, and I I don't, like I said, I I've, I've read it a while back, his book, and... Okay, this is all finished up. <laughs> Number one, I accept the fact that I'm alcoholic. Okay? Now whatever step two is, I'm just telling you what I think it right now. So tomorrow is drinking none. Tomorrow. You know. It's not a huge struggle, but it's and it's and I have anxiety issues and I have meds, but it doesn't work. Meds don't work. <laughs> I need some marijuana, and I'm not, I don't need it, but (laughs) I'm sure I'll buy some if I got some money. Well, that's not the point. Am I avoiding stories that are bad with special ed kids? Well, I would say, (sighs) read my play, my screenplay, and the attached... 35 pages of other stories, which for the kids, each kid is like it kind of based on one student that I had in the past. Could be from any school that I worked at. Severe behavioral disorders. Not, not that small town I lived in in School and Suskul in Susque, Canada, California, no. Back in my home state. Uh,. I mean, the story about the two girls who noticed something had to do with people and adults and children, some people who notice and are general I'm not saying they're people who don't notice are genuine. I'm just saying that, you know, and I'm not saying they're super outgoing people either. Well, now that I've talked for a while, i got to check at least go into Sunshine to make sure this is recording. This is the Van Dyke Stories podcast. It looks it like I'm at the 12-minute mark, so... But the battery's getting low, you know. There's no like buzzer. <laughs> yeah, buzzer or, or dog barking might make me throw this thing, you know. <laughs> I found a golf ball out in the scrub. It was kinda I held it around, it was dirty, you know, It's a good place to go. Hey, golf balls if I had any. But I gotta lose some more pounds and walk, continue walking and maybe start lifting weights and stuff and at least a little bit to you know, but well, the question I've been just kind of asking myself, because I've set, at least said it to myself or you know, in some recordings that I made, was, uh, you know, am I avoiding some of the really bad stories about special ed kids? And uh, I've kind of explained some things. It's not, I don't consider it all the things uh, horrible and bad, because it's so sad that when I first started out working with, with, with state wards and a state group home as a youth worker, evening shift, primary, getting connected with kids, doing things like dinner and activities and fun stuff, and they had to earn things still and points and all that, and w- it was not that strict because it doesn't have to be that strict if the kids are learning and doing well. That is that is not something that's easy at all. It is something that I have a, a, ability at, but I also have the ability to just fucking quit a job after a semester. I do, As I recognize. You know, it's not just me, and it's not the students usually. And I'm not mean. <laughs> it's just it's an acceptance that I have a little bit of a bi- I have a gift, and. Yeah, I want to go get my doctorate and maybe become a college professor. And I would say the biggest reason I want to be a college professor—it's not like I thought about it, but it's not like something I've felt guilty about. I was just—I was so scared about even applying. But now it's like, gee, just take the GRE. I was scared of spending two hundred twenty-five bucks to take one test. The score doesn't matter. (laughs) It's a basic skills test. I got the credentials. I do have at least one reference. Maybe two, yeah, two, and uh, and and oh, and that boss that I had conflicts with, who basically fired me or made <laughs> made me retire at Envisions in that city, that small town uh, in northern Susqueen, Susqueen, Saskatchewan, Canada, California, and we talked on the phone once because I actually needed a little bit of a thing to get my South Carolina. Teaching certificate. And she, we talked, and I talked to her assistant who used to work for me for several years, a nice, very good paraprofessional who, Gary, <laughs> broke her leg, <laughs> which led to her starting out as a sec- continuing as a secretary, and hopefully she became a supervisor and more. Because she told me I met, ran into her, as a, I never run into anybody, but what would I run into at Menards? Well, last time I was in Norfolk no, it's the last time, but last Christmas I was in Norfolk, Nebraska when my ex wife lived there. And uh, went to the kids' Christmas party, Christmas church thing, performance. And I got a little bit of video of that or that she recorded and I think a couple pictures. Oh, kids are so cute. Oh, that is the greatest story ever. <laughs> Theodore. Oh, I gotta at least get show some pictures now. Well, I get... or link it to something. <laughs> when Theodore's preschool or probably four-year-old, uh, there's like eight or ten and four-year-olds doing a little, you know, they try to do a little song and they do a little dance or what, you know, you know, Christian, very Christian, pretty, put I me, mean, very conservative, but not super conservative. Church, he jumps. <laughs> all the kids, all the, the little kids, are supposed to follow their preschool teacher, and all all the three teachers came up to me. He never met me, never saw me before. So, you know, I lived in a town seventy miles away, but I was invited to go, and my ex-wife was very nice. She was. That was special to me. Now this must have been. Well, as I said last Christmas. Probably right after, you know, I became friends with Marsha. And uh, Tim changes the topic. This is the Fanback Stories podcast. Changes the subject, but I always come back, don't I? Or maybe I do, about the original intent of this. I do not have an. I do have an, a, a thought, obviously, now, but the tangent is that my ex-wife was nice. Gave me a slight amount of advice of maybe someday I might be able to talk to my ex-stepdaughter Samantha, and even though I barely talked to Katie, at least we were in the same car together and joked around just slightly, you know, once or twice, one time when I helped her move, and, uh, but, uh, but see, it's my kids, okay, this was a teddy, what he does, he's supposed to walk, follow his, you know, fellow four or five-year-olds with this teacher to go sit on the other side of the uh, church. You know, medium-sized church, nothing huge. Um, but instead, he just immediately, because I was looking at him all during all time, and these Christmas shows with these kids, I mean, you're looking at a preschool all the way through 12th grade, are super, super long at this church, which is good for the You know, everybody, every all the kids, it just became long. Because my kids were like the first, you know, or, you know, younger to older. But Theodore, my son Teddy, just, oh, instead of following his class, he, we were looking at each other, just he was smiling. Uh, you know, he knew I was taking his picture or two. And, oh, and of course, same with Hannah and Madeline. I was looking at them because I've never seen them in this type of setting before. And Theodore, though, when he was you know, like I said, it's not strict or weird or anything. Several of the teachers said how great te- Theodore was, behavior-wise, and you know, <laughs> you know, if, you, if, if the first thing you hear out of a preschool teacher for a boy is uh, you know he's the best kid ever and best kid in class and and he gets along with others, <laughs> that's the opposite of most boys who are hyperactive. This you know, p- parents worry okay. Okay, so it was nice people I met. Swing the reverend. Or, uh, reverend, about reverend? I call it. Well, that would, I don't know, probably pastor would be the term. It, uh, it's not a major denomination, but it's similar to, okay, okay. But conservative, definitely. Uh, oh, he just, <laughs> instead of walking with his cl- little class, he came all the way across the church and sat right next to me, on me, on my lap, laughing, having fun, smiling. Being next to me for like two hours as we gradually went through first grade, second grade, third grade. Of course, all so Hannah and Malin, and then even going through the high school, which they were more skilled with uh, instruments and things. But all the way through, and it, it was and of course he was he wasn't hyper. He just had to move around a little bit. I just kind of hold him. I didn't have I didn't have to discipline him. It was just fun. And oh, oh gosh, the thing it was. Well, this uh, this has happened to me s- several times before when I have been with my kids. I know there's a lot of older grandparents and things, you know, in the seating and uh, right behind us, <laughs> I knew, I knew, but just on base, they're kind of whispering of great things about, oh, my gosh, you know, that kid loves his dad. And, you know, they didn't say it too out loud, but <laughs> I turned to, one time I heard it, a you know, and I said, gosh, thank you, and I smiled, and they smiled at me, and see, that's that's not the praise I want, okay, let's get back to what I like in interpersonal relationships and then a possible spe- special education story, <sighs> genuine, you know, jovial, <laughs> there's too many definitions there, genuine. Honesty. I don't know what the what's the key element. I would. I can't just say forgiveness because abused people would be you know forgive their abuser. How many follows I've read as special ed teacher in the early days when I did cry. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'll just refer it back to my screenplay, and it's 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 not something. Yeah, of course. If I had three hundred million dollars, I could <laughs> produce it with Warner Brothers <laughs> and make a two-hour TV pilot out of it. You know, whether and I would direct it. I wouldn't would not star in it. It's going to be Denzel Washington and Winona Winona Ryder as you know the two leads. The <laughs> if you and please, I, if, just as they say, is if you read the whole thing. That is, in summary, all the students I've ever had, all the staff I've ever worked with. The stories in the play about staff are exa- exaggerated, except for the staff, Tom, real name, who probably killed himself. And that woman I met just at random, that, uh, who, like I said, who Gary kicked and. <laughs> oh, right now i got to check the battery cause I don't know cause I could just keep going. This is okay, says so it's recording at the 23-minute mark. Let's, i got to change the battery, though. It's the woman, once again, its kind of a reconciliation, but it was like, how many times i ever run into anybody, even in a small town of 25,000, I just happened to be there... The day of the kids' Christmas party, and I had to wait a little while because, you know, but I went to my ex wife's house for a while and, you know, went through a lot of emotions that day. And I actually said to her, This was the second best day of my life. And am I saying our wedding day was first? I was pretty much was. Saying that, I didn't say it, but it was the second greatest day of my life. And we can, of course, <laughs> two, three, and four birth of my children, and oh, and the relationships that I've had have with them. That's ongoing. But I met this woman, a very nice, and she's one of the characters in my screenplay. Just, a, but not exactly. She's she, the character in the play. I think it is it Kim, <laughs> like one of the best staff with four kids. She's divorced, and she's the best staff. Well, there was kind of two with members of my paraprofessionals of various times who worked out in those situations, but they were very, very good, and I just happened to run into Red Menards in that small town, 25,000, and I'm not going to do the Saskatchewan stuff anymore in Nebraska, and uh, and, uh, we had a little talk about AA, because I was just going to a meeting before, and the... Her dad being be 25 years, or 20, I don't know, 20, 10 years sober. And the things that she had to go through, uh, I, I don't know if she ever had a problem. I don't know. I don't think so. Both four kids divorced, <laughs> a single parent and stuff, very hard. And it looked, she's attract, she was attractive, but you know, there was never any crush either way on there, on that one. It was the other woman, Celia, <laughs> young woman, but that's part of the play. <laughs> But I just ran into her in my arms. Uh, well, I don't know. I, you know, I was, I was at the time, although it comes and goes, being sober. And you know, we talked about AA, and, and I talked to her later on the phone a little bit, too, when I verbally, at least, I think, reconciled with the lady who fired me and or the reason why I left in <laughs> visions of uh, Setford's oh, Saskatchewan, Canada, California. And uh, everybody... And th- that's the point where I think we're beyond the term everybody lives in their own world. Because if somebody doesn't control themselves... Yeah. I mean, to the point of beyond... I would say, be nice, genuine, honest. Listen. 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 Say shh in a nice way. Say things like, you're right. Well, I'll just finish with two things. You know, read the p- screenplay. I, I, I come up with other stories, but I became better and better at, in special education. and To the point of confidence, not a f- never a failure. Confidence grew and grew and grew, and that's my expertise. I could say it's a gift from God, I'd say it's a, a skill that I learned, and it's something that comes now natural to me, although i would I would not say family believes me or understands me. They might think I'm full of shit. The thing is I know I'm not. <sighs> I said I would try to finish um You don't have to read the screenplay or listen to any of this stuff. But I guess that summarizes my whole career. It's a story from February 2002. True story. Except all the kids were a little bit of combinations of of real kids, real situations. All the staff that was portrayed was more exaggerated, but a lot of it based on true stuff too. Including Tom. And I was right when Madeline, my daughter, was born. February 2002. Today I keep changing the subject. Okay, so in dedication of... the great Larry Miller, the comedian who I listen to once a week, and he's been in every movie you've ever seen. Probably, (laughs) just look him up. Uh, Very common name, but... Just watch The Princess Diaries. And, uh, Princess Diaries. Jesus, what? Watch, uh, The Pretty Woman. He was, he, he was in that. He's been in tons and tons and tons of movies. (laughs) He kind of talks kind of similar to me, and he definitely was the inspiration of me telling true stories. Oh, I forgot to tell you. Oh, yeah. You know, I, I feel really guilty that, I'm having affairs with both Scarlett Johansson and Janine Graffa, Graffalo. They don't know it, but they're living right next door. And, you know, I've got to go over to one of the houses. I'm not sure yet. right now. I'm just getting a boner. No, I'm not. This is a Van Dyke Stories podcast signing off. I guess the battery's done.